Welcome to Home Group Heads Up, a podcast helping home group leaders know what's coming on Sunday. My name is Jay with your host, Perry Marshall. Hey, Perry, how's it going, man? It's going well, Jay. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Home Group's launch this week. How crazy is that? Oh, man, it seems like uh, we've had a countdown for a while now, and the moment's finally here. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about what this weekend holds for you. As a home group leader, we want to give you sort of this, the um, heads up, actually, of what's coming up in the sermon. We watched the sermon yesterday while it was being recorded in person on Wednesday. And so we want to give you the best resources we know how to equip a good conversation. This is a foster, not so you're the expert, just so you can facilitate a really good discussion this weekend in home groups. So, Perry, let, let us know who are you and where... Where have you been? What what campus do you belong to? All that type of stuff. Yeah, well, I'm at the Boulder campus. My official job title is I'm the director of adult ministries there. Um, so I have a, a role that's actually similar to yours, Jay, as you know. Um, so overseeing life groups, overseeing some adult classes and um, men's and women's ministries as well. Sweet. And yeah, I hold the sim- similar title, just a different name, pastor of community life here on the Erie campus overseeing life groups, men's ministry, and um, adult classes, discipleship, which is really fun. And the welcome team actually here on the campus. If you're wanting a donut on Sunday, my team is involved in that. Do you give a full donut or a half donut? We have so many people here, we have to do halves. Yeah. So it's good. What a bummer. It is a bummer, but you know what? It's it's not a bummer on the waistline. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is Home Group's Heads Up. This is what the, the podcast you want to listen to if you're just interested in what's coming up in the weekend, what conversations you're about to walk into. This last week, we've been into a new series called The New Normal, and that's spelled K-N-E-W, normal. So not, you know, we all hate that phrase. We talked about that on the podcast, The Weekly, this morning with Thomas, Pastor Thomas. And um, just giving us a, a framework to work around what God is really doing in our world um, this season as we meet in home groups, as we go through the book of Acts. So we're continuing back in the book of Acts. So we're in Acts 8 this week. Just keep that in mind. We're talking about Ethiopian eunuch, Paul, uh, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And um, how does how does one use this podcast, Perry? Well, we, first of all, just, we know that your time is valuable. We don't want to waste your time. We want this to be something, though, that's a resource for you to be able to use during the week to prepare for your home group whenever it gathers. For many of you, that'll be on Sunday, but um, not for everybody. And we just want this to be a time where you can you can take a listen to this while you're maybe doing other things, maybe doing some multitasking, um, but feel like you're prepared for when your group gets together so that you can be comfortable as a leader and so that it will be a blessing to your group um, to especially aid you during the time when you're talking about the sermon together. Yeah, and I have a question for you. How do how does one use the leader guide? So on the website under resources for home groups, um, you have the discussion questions, so the basic ones, and then you have a leader guide one, which is a little different. Explain. Yeah, right. So the leader's guide is going to be identical to the questions that everybody else will have, with the exception that it has a lot of red ink spilled all over it. So that red ink is where all of the differences are, where I've included some special notes 
to the leaders just for you to consider as you're um, going through the guide yourselves. And it's something that you can look at ahead of time. Hopefully you have 30 minutes or so to carve out of your schedule where you can run through this ahead of time to prepare and just read through those notes and get some ideas of how you want to um, steer the conversation. And that's really what you're going to do with this guide. You're not going to, the goal of this is not to go through every question. It's in fact, that is probably a recipe for disaster. Um, you rather would want to choose the questions that you think will be most helpful for your group and be familiar with those so that when you're leading the discussion, it's it's a natural thing and you don't have to um, try to figure it out on the fly. Um, although some of you might be more talented at that than others, but hopefully this is a way that you can prepare um, just in a few minutes time to get ready for your meeting. Yeah, so when we talk about the guide this week, if you're in relatively new group, we recommend you start with some icebreakers. We have some icebreakers in this guide for you this time around. But, um, you know, it's really important maybe to, I'm going to say break the ice, which is yeah. self-explanatory, but, you know, really warm up the room to a good conversation. Yeah, and I'd say uh, that could be good for every group, but especially for groups that are new. If, if you all don't know each other, uh, the icebreakers might even be the best place to spend a majority of your time just so you can get to know each other better. And so when we say icebreakers, um, we're talking about the couple of questions that we've included here under a section that's called connect. So there's a couple options for you there. They should be pretty non-threatening questions, but they could be a really good way for you all to get to know each other. And just keeping in mind that if you spend more time on the icebreaker questions, you shouldn't feel like you had a, a conversation that wasn't as deep as it ought to be because the the depth of your conversations will grow as you get to know each other better as you demonstrate to your group that you have a safe environment for people to open up then they will open up in the following weeks so those icebreakers can actually be really important questions um, for you to take into consideration especially this first week yeah you're reminding us uh just to keep it chill no, this is a long journey. The week one is not going to be hit a home run out of the park. It might, but it potentially you're going to swing and miss if you try to do that. So you want to make sure you just get comfortable, get the lay of the land, set some you know clear sort of expectations of what this group is, what type of safe environment you're fostering in the conversation, and above all, you know, getting people comfortable. Right. Right. Exactly. Great. And then we have, it's, so it's Acts 8, and there is some unique challenges to Acts 8. One of them being there's a guy named a eunuch. So his, his title is Ethiopian eunuch. So Perry, how does one leader think about what, if someone asks, what is a eunuch or wants sort of a further definition of who this person is? Right. It's a really good question. So um, when you listen to the sermon this weekend, you'll notice that Tom touches on the idea of who a eunuch is and and mentions that the eunuch is limited or restricted from worship in some ways. And really, it goes back to um, the Old Testament, and I'll give you some passages that you can look at to, to see more in depth there. But this guy has a couple of strikes against him. Um, on one hand, he's a eunuch. On the other hand, though, too, he's coming from far away outside of Israel. Um, he's from um, the, what the text calls Ethiopia, which was also known in the Old Testament as the land of Cush. And so um, Cush is, a, is an area that is just south of Egypt, um, kind of present-day Sudan. And so this is an outsider. 
um, an outsider to Judaism, an outsider to the worship of the one true God. And so when when Philip encounters this man, this is a guy who you would not expect to be on God's radar. But instead, we see we see something unfold that's quite different. But a couple of those passages that help you help you um, decipher more about the life of a eunuch would be Deuteronomy twenty three one. Um, it's it's very explicit in terms of what it says, and then um, other passages include Isaiah one eleven. Um, Isaiah 56, three through eight. And these are all in the guide, by the way. And Psalm 68, 31, each of those passages talks both about the role of a eunuch or the limitations of a eunuch and also um, the specific region of Cush and how um, it is significant. So I just sum it up this way by saying that um, the Old Testament speaks both of the restrictions on a eunuch. Uh, a eunuch is somebody who's seen as defective physically. And so because of that, um, that person is limited from being able to worship in the same way somebody who doesn't have physical limitations is. It really goes back to the holiness of God, where God is perfect in every way, and to be in his presence requires perfection not only in a spiritual level, which we often think about, but even in a physical sense. So like Leviticus 21.16 says this, And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron, saying, None of your offspring throughout their generations who has a blemish may approach to offer the bread of his God. So this is a worship scene. And Moses and the Israelites are all learning what it means to worship God. And verse 18 says, For no one who has a blemish shall draw near a man blind or lame or one who has a mutilated face or a limb too long or a man who has an injured foot or an injured hand or a hunchback or a dwarf or a man with a defect in his sight or an itching disease or scabs. And so it goes on and on and on and on. And then in the role of a eunuch or in the place of a eunuch, it even spells it out explicitly or crushed testicles. Yeah. So there you go. Well, man, I didn't know we we're going to hit that on the first uh, home group. Welcome That's up. to the first podcast, everybody. Yeah, but so the really the theme of the story then, uh, Philip and this eunuch, is that the gospel is for everyone. And through yeah. the story, we're being demonstrated that the gospel um, can happen for a, a eunuch. Exactly, exactly. And even the, the Old Testament speaks of a day when that would be true, when that would come to fulfillment. So the Old Testament looks ahead to what we see unfolding here, what we get just a taste of in Acts 8. Um, you see some of that in like Isaiah eleven eleven, which I've already mentioned, where it talks about how there will be a time where, um, I'll just read it here, and that day the Lord will extend his hand yet a second time to recover the remnant that remains of his people from Assyria, from Egypt, from Pathros, from Cush, from Elam, from Shinar, from Hamath, and from the coast, coastlands of the sea. So these are places where some of Israel's greatest enemies were located, and Isaiah is looking ahead to a day when that will no longer be the case, where God's people will actually come out of those areas. To the same point, um, Isaiah 56 talks about how there will be a day where the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me and hold fast to my covenant— I will give my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. So the things that 
stood in the way of this Ethiopian eunuch in terms of his ability to worship God are undone by the work of Christ. That's really what we see unfolding in this passage in Acts chapter 8. Yeah, and if you want to go further, what are the things now that hinder us from the gospel, right? What are the things in our world, what do we see in the news cycles that hinder us from actually knowing Jesus? So it's still relevant today. It is, absolutely. So at the end of the sermon, um, actually at the beginning of the sermon, Tom mentions this often quoted phrase. He even says that phrase, um, that we grow in circles, not rows. And that's just a reminder that this week and the first week, you're really deciding and sharing what your circle is going to look like, what home group is going to look like. So be prepared to maybe share some highlights of what you're expecting, what are you dreaming, what are you prayerfully considering when you talk about gathering as a home group leader. Yeah, I think that's really important. It's really important to have that in your mind, to have a vision for your group. And, um, you know, we're not trying to to in any way discourage what we've done in the past where we've sat in rows together to learn. But we just want to encourage you during this season where we're kind of limited in our ability to be able to sit down in rows on a Sunday morning in the same way we used to. Look at this as an opportunity for us to grow in circles. Look at this as an opportunity for us to grow in community as a church so that when we can come through this season and get back to what we used to be able to do, that we'll be different, we'll be even stronger as a body of believers. Um, Look at this like the opportunity that it is and just trust the Lord to do a work in us, in our community, in our church um, through this season. Yeah, that's a great word, prayer. So those are some of the things that come in this weekend. Make sure you grab the leader's guide before you um, potentially just as a good resource for you this weekend. Just know that over the last couple of weeks, we've been praying for you specifically as you launch home groups, as you make this commitment, as you gather the people of Calvary together in your homes. Um, and we're just looking forward to hearing sort of what God's going to do, seeing what God's going to do in this coming Great. Sounds good, man. Thanks for being in. Like I said, it's a quick podcast to keep you up to date on what's coming up this weekend. A heads up and look forward to uh, hearing all the great news lying ahead.